Pastor Vaughn, when he called a few weeks ago, he asked me, he gave me a choice of like four different subjects to speak on. And I thought, well, some of them are great. I didn't want to speak on the long-suffering, been there and didn't want to do that again. But anyway, but sometimes we go through long-suffering. But anyway, I said, I love joy. Joy is a neat word, and I love the word joy. And, you know, joy isn't happiness, because happiness depends on happenings. But we can have joy, you know, we can have joy going through struggles. We can have joy going through everything in our lives, you know. So joy to me is very important. And I was thinking about joy, J-O-Y, just a simple little word. I used to teach children in children's church or Sunday school or teaching forever and ever working with Christian education department. But I always took the word joy, J-O-Y, and the first part, and I would always tell the kids, the first J means Jesus. Jesus is what we need to have in our lives first and foremost in order to have joy. We need Jesus in our lives. And the O is for others. When we have Jesus in our life, we want to reach out to others. We want to show them Jesus' love. And then Y is ourself. You know, some of us turn it around. We want to be ourself, then Jesus maybe, and then others. But in order to really follow the leading of the Lord, we need to have Jesus first in our life. And then others, we want to do what we can do for others. And ourself is always the last person. And that, that makes a lot of difference in how we see things. And then I'm going to go to the scripture that Vaughn was just sharing to, Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And I always like the words when I'm reading in scripture. When you're reading, it says, but or if. You know, and I said, sometimes we read a lot of scriptures and we come to it, but if you do this or if you do this, you know, and I said, and that's what it starts out with here, but the fruit of the spirit. But, you know, sometimes we need to go and read a little bit before we get into Galatians 5.22. And we go in there, the scripture that follows that, and it talks about being led of the spirit and not following the works of the flesh. So, and then it goes on down, but the fruit. But anyway, it talks about the, you know, the works of the flesh. And it says the works of the flesh are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revilers, and the like. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And these are the works of the flesh. The things, you know, is we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Every day we probably do something wrong. But it talks about if you practice that, you stay in that sin. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. So when we come to Jesus and ask his forgiveness for what we've done, then we need to walk away from the sins that so easily the Bible says does beset us. We need to walk away from that. And we know that God does forgive us. But then we go back. But the fruit... You know, the fruit, like Pastor Vaughn was sharing too, it's just the fruit. It's not fruits of the Spirit, it's fruit. And I know several times down through the years I've shared on the fruit of the Spirit, and I've made a big tree, and then I put on different fruits on it. But the t- fruit comes from the same vine. It doesn't come from, you know, it's the same vine that produces all the fruit that the Bible is talking about. So, And I've never seen a tree 
you know, that you plant that has, you know, peaches and pears and all kinds of things growing from that one tree. But the, the fruit of the Spirit, it grows from one, the Holy Spirit, from one thing, from the Holy Spirit himself. So these are virtues or characterized as fruit in contrast to the works of the flesh. And only the Holy Spirit can produce this fruit in our lives. It's not our own efforts. We can't plant that seed and grow, grow joy. We can't plant that seed and grow love, you know. But it comes from the Holy Spirit. The, all this fruit comes from the Holy Spirit. And they are all graces. And I, I'd never, I was studying about this a few weeks ago, and I've never thought about it the way that they brought out. But the first three, it talks about love, joy, and peace. And that all has to do with God. First of all, when we come to Jesus, we need to know that he loves us. And we just sang that song, he loves us. He loves us so much that we need to know that. And because he loves that, then we receive the joy of the Lord in our hearts when we accept him. And we have a peace, a peace that passes all understanding, the Bible says, when we come to him and he has forgiven us of our sins. And then the other three, the next three deals with our social relationships. When the Holy Spirit is working through us, then he works through us to help others around us. So the other three ones are long-suffering, kindness, and goodness. And, you know, sometimes with some relationships, sometimes it, you, we suffer long going through relationships, things that happen to us and happen to other people. And kindness, when we show kindness and goodness, it's part of the Holy Spirit working through us. And then the third one, the group describes the principles that guide a Christian's conduct is faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, and there's, there's things that we see in Christians' lives. After they have the Holy Spirit, Jesus coming into their heart, we see that they are faithful. You know, there's somebody you can trust. They're gentle. You can go with them and talk to them and share with them. And they have self-control. They don't want to go back into that habit of practicing the sin of the flesh. They don't want to go back into the works of the enemy. So anyway, so I was thinking about joy and the attributes towards God going on back to that and I was thinking about you know at Christmas time is some I guess through when you think of a child's eyes it's one of the greatest joys and greatest thing that we celebrate because they're going to get all these presents under the tree right you know but I thought about the joy of Jesus you know Jesus the Savior Jesus God sent Jesus to be born as a baby at Christmas time and we sing joy to the world the Lord has come joy to the world that's part of the fruit of the Spirit is joy to the world. The Lord has come because he truly brings joy. When Jesus comes, he brings joy. And I was thinking about the mother of Jesus also. You know, when the angel came and appeared to her and told her that she was going to have baby Jesus, you know, you go on and read. Sometimes people don't read a little bit further on in there, but there's a whole song in there that she is rejoicing and singing and magnifying the Lord that the Lord had chosen her to be the mother of Jesus. You know, and sometimes we need to just remember, go back and read a little bit more than just the basic stories. Read, get into God's word and know what the word of God says. And then uh, you think about the story. After she found out she was going to have Jesus, she went to visit Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was pregnant. And when Elizabeth saw her and Mary had shared about she was going to have Jesus, it says, in her womb, the baby leaped for joy, you know. And I thought about this. There's been so much talking about abortion and that babies aren't babies until they're born. But, you know, 
you know, John the Baptist was in Elizabeth's womb, and John the Baptist was a forerunner of Jesus. He prepared the way for Jesus, and he leaped when he knew that. You know, that baby leaped in her womb, and I thought about, thank you, Lord. He leaped for joy, you know, and that was the Holy Spirit, and that's what it says in there, that the Holy Spirit was upon Elizabeth. And so John the Baptist was born, and he went and prepared the way for Jesus. And remember the angels that came and appeared upon to the shepherds, you know, and they said, be, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of a great joy, which will be to all people, for unto you this day is born, you know, in the city of David, you know, a Savior, Jesus Christ. Joy, the angels brought joy. The Holy Spirit, that's where joy comes from. It's not from something we make up, but it comes from the Father. It comes from the Holy Spirit. And joy, if you look in the dictionary, joy means glee, bliss, delight, elation, or rapture. You know, did you realize that there's joy in heaven right now? There's joy in heaven because every time someone comes to know Jesus Christ, it says there's joy in heaven. Luke 15, 7, it says, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who do not, who need no repentance. So when one person comes to Jesus Christ, and the angels of, in heaven are rejoicing that day. So I pray that every day there's hundreds and hundreds of them come to Jesus. Because heaven is a place of joy, I'm sure. So when we've repented and came to Jesus, when, when you accepted Jesus that day, the angels were rejoicing over you. They were rejoicing over you. And John tells us that we need to abide in God's love and keep his commandments. And in John 15, 11, it says, These things I have spoken to you that your joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. You know, and I was thinking about several years ago, I used an illustration of a glass of water, you know, and, you know, the, the water in the glass was joy. But, you know, God doesn't want us just to fill up our glass to half full or up here. But with the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit pours into you, it's just like a big, you know, it just keeps pouring and pouring, but that glass cannot contain it. It just overflows and overflows. And that's the way in a Christian's heart and our lives. Joy should overflow in us that flows out to other people around us. And I was thinking about in John 16, 20, it tells about a story of a woman in labor. You know, and I was thinking about, you know, after having five children of my own, you think about the pains that you go through to deliver a baby you think about all the, the sorrow because you're hurting so bad as a mother to bring that baby into the world. But you know when that baby is put into your arms and you hold that baby, you forget all the pain. You forget all the sorrow because of the joy of having that child. You know, And that's how it is in heaven. When somebody comes, a new babe is born in heaven. There's joy just like a new birth is born upon this earth. So I just thank God that there is joy. And we can have joy here on earth because of the Holy Spirit. And there's so many songs that I've thought down through the years and different things about joy that we have sang. And we even sang one this morning is Lay Me Down. And, and part of the song talks about joy. And I said the other day I was, I, was, um, I was at the store and I found this. It says 101 promises from God for joyful living. And I thought, you know, sometimes we get in the dumps and um, I've talked to some people that sometimes they, I talked to a lady this week. She says, I just get into depression. I can't get out of it. 
But with the joy of the Holy Spirit, you can get out of depression. You can get out of those things that are bogging us down in this life. We don't have to stay there because we can have the joy of the Lord. So, and I, I know you can probably buy this somewhere else, you know, if, you, if you're interested. But it has, it has quotes from great ministers on one side and it has a scripture to go with them. But there's so many things. God has promises in his word. But we need to rely and get into God's word and claim those promises. You know, there's promises for everything we have need of. It's in God's word. So we just need to open his word and get into his word. And I was thinking about that. So joy, first of all, comes from the Holy Spirit because it is a fruit of the Spirit. You know, so, and the, and the Bible says that. And then joy also comes in the morning. Uh, there's a scripture that I've always liked in Psalm 35, 30, verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And there's a song that we used to sing that goes along with this. It says, hold on, my child, joy comes in the morning, the darkest hours just before the dawn. And sometimes, you know, we don't wait long enough. We get in there, joy, Jesus, others, and ourselves. We get ourselves involved, and we want to get the answer right now. We don't want to wait for God to bring the answer. And sometimes we, we just get a little bit ahead of ourselves. But if we wait, joy comes in the morning. Always joy comes in the morning. And I was thinking sometimes we go through trials and tests in our life. And they, you know, we, we, we need to not lose hope because there's joy just around the corner. And um, the thing about this is I prayed about it and I wrote down my thoughts and stuff to speak on um, probably like three or four weeks ago, not too long after Pastor had asked me to speak because I was supposed to be... Um, I was supposed to fly out to Louisiana for a week, and I wasn't um, going to be around just the week before preaching, and so I thought, well, I better get my sermon lined up so he knew what I was going to talk about. So I was preparing all this ahead of time, and I thought, you know, it's really strange because um, I said, it says trials and tests come in our life, and I thought, okay, I had written this down, and uh, within two weeks, of this date that I was writing this down and lining up this sermon, I said I started having chest pains. And for a day and a half, I was having chest pains. And so finally, I went into the doctor. And they did an echo. And they did like four different EKGs. And they did a stress test. And all of them showed abnormal things going on. But the prayer chain, people I know started praying. And um, they finally put me in the hospital to do um, heart cath and when they went in there they, they said they really couldn't find anything wrong my heart was really good even though the stress test the EKGs you know they all showed there was an abnormality but God was on the throne you know and I thought here I'd written this down several weeks ago we go through trials and tests in life but God is still there there's still joy comes in the morning and there's still joy going to still keep coming in our lives in the morning if we just trust in Jesus and in, in the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. And I know I was, I was watching uh, the 700 Club the day that I was preparing this one time. And, and I was thinking about that, you know, weeping just lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And there was a guy sharing his testimony, and he, he, was, telling, uh, he was telling them on the 700 Club, he said, you know, I've been going through such trials and tests, and I was shedding so many tears. But he said, joy finally came in the morning. 
And I thought, thank you, Lord. You know, have hope. There's hope in God. In the Holy Spirit, there's always hope. We go through things, and we don't understand sometimes why we have to go through them. But there's always joy, and there's always hope. And I was thinking about some other songs that I have been some of my favorite songs, too. An unspeakable joy, an overflowing well no tongue can tell. Surely there's so much joy that we can't even tell. When you go back and look at your life, and you think of the joy that's been radiated down through your life, you know, your, your family, your spouses, your children, your grandchildren, and now I've got 17 great-grandchildren. So I said, they all bring joy. When they come to visit and they walk in the door, there's joy that comes around. You know, and then I think about a little chorus we used to sing, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. You know, we need to rejoice in the Lord because that's where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, the Bible said. We need to come before him and, and let that joy bubble out. We used to sing an old song in our, our hymnals, too, that uh, joy unspeakable and full of glory and the half has never yet been told. You know, and sometimes we forget the things that God has prepared for you and me in eternity, our minds cannot comprehend, it says, that what he's prepared for each and every one of us. One day when we walk through the heavenly gates, you know, into heaven's throne, you know, it, there's things that's been prepared for us, the joy that's going to be there that day. So through the Holy Spirit, we need to let the Holy Spirit work through our lives that joy, love, peace, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, kindness, long-suffering, all these different things to come about when we let the Holy Spirit work through us because it's not us that's doing it, it's the Holy Spirit. And then in Psalm 1611, it says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So anyway, we can be in his presence when we come before him in prayer. We were in his presence this morning. I felt his presence in our worship service. And when we're in his presence, he said there should be fullness of joy. There should be an overflowing joy within our hearts. So if you're not in his presence, it's because we haven't come into his presence. It takes you and me to get into that place where we're in his presence and we can experience that joy and rejoicing. But I thank God for the fruit of the Spirit. And I thought, look around the people that you're sitting by. Do you see the fruit of the Spirit radiating in their lives? Do you see love come from them? Do you see joy come from them? Do you see peace? Do they radiate peace to you? You know, are they long-suffering? Are they kind? Are they gentle? You know, just think about the fruit of the Spirit. And I thought about so many Christian people I've known down through the years, and I have seen the fruit of the Spirit just radiate through their lives. And we need to do that, too. We need to let the Holy Spirit radiate through our lives, overflowing, so that they would see what's going on. And I've seen a lot of times, I, I was thinking, I've seen people uh, slain in the Spirit in our midst growing up. And I haven't seen that for a long time, but I have seen some of them. They get so joyful and they laugh. They've laughed so much that everybody around them starts giggling and laughing because the joy of the Lord is so relevant, you know, that day. And I thought, you know, God, we need a dose of joy and rejoicing and, and just start praising the Lord from the joy that's bubbling up within us, you know. And I was thinking about that. We need the Holy Spirit to just start doing that in our midst. And I thought about the parable in the Bible of the lost coin. And she lost her coin, and it says she swept. She looked all over and all over for it. She couldn't ever find it. But finally, she found that lost coin, just one little coin. She found it. And it said she told others, and she rejoiced, and she had a big party. 
because she'd found that lost coin. And the same way with the lost sheep. You know, the shepherd left the 90 and 9, but he went out to look for that one lost sheep. And there was joy when the one lost sheep was found. You know, maybe you're that lost sheep today that was never, Jesus hasn't said, okay, this is your day to come to know me. This is your day. You're that one that wants to have that joy in their life. So what joy there is when people come. And I was thinking about the prodigal son. He left, he left all he had, took his fortune, left, lost all of his fortune. But when he started coming home and the father saw him a ways off, and he went to meet him. I've always thought about that. I've got a prodigal son. And if he comes through there and comes to Jesus, I know Jesus will still have his arms reached out for him. Because that's what Jesus does. He opens his arms because he wants to have them have joy also. The joy that is in heaven over one person that comes to know him. And the prodigal son came back home. And there was a great party and a great joyful time. And in 1 Thessalonians, and if you'd want to come on up, and 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 and 20, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and our joy. You know, and I, I've thought about this scripture a lot of times. This is, he was sharing about the people that he was ministering to. There's no greater joy than a pastor that knows people have come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior when he's been ministering to him. And that's what the, that's what the scripture was all about right here. He said, our, you know, what is our hope and our joy and our crown of rejoicing? It's you. It's you people that have come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's our hope. That's our joy. That's our rejoicing today because you've come to know Jesus, you know. So there's great joy in knowing others. They're going to be in heaven someday when we get there because of what you've shared with them, the joy you've shared, the love you shared. And each week, Pastor Vaughn gives an invitation to people that have not asked Jesus to come into their heart that they could do that that day. But it's great to know that there is joy in heaven that day when, when you come to know Jesus Christ. And there's great joy in knowing others will spend time in eternity because maybe you have shared with them, you've prayed with them, and that you've brought someone to know Jesus Christ. And then I found a note in my journal the other day, and it was from um, year two, I mean, year, yeah, seven, zero seven, that I wrote, I wrote this little note, and, and it says, um, God, God told me, he says, don't chase your dreams, but chase the dream maker. It's a little note that God told me. And if you truly want joy, don't trace the, don't just run after the dream. Run after the dream maker because he can make all things new. He is the creator of the world. He can create anything we have need of. So I believe we need to come and chase joy. We need to, not joy, but the joy giver, which is the Holy Spirit. The three in one God, the Father, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, our comforter, who truly brings great joy into our lives. We need to run after the Holy Spirit. We need to be like the prodigal son. Run home. To what the father has for us run home for the joy that he wants to give and so this week i was talking about uh, mckenna and i we get together we like to do things so this week i found some things i was going through and so we decorated a whole bunch of joys okay i found this and i 
So McKenna says, okay, let's make some joys. And then I, she put Jesus in the middle of them. And they have a scripture on the back. I only have 24, but I want each family to take one. They're in the basket up here. And on the back of one of them, there is a heart. And whoever has the heart, I made a rice pack with um, fruit on it to help you remember the fruit of the Spirit. You know, it's something that we need to be sh being in our lives every day. But it's something we need to come before the Lord and let the Holy Spirit work through us, that the Holy Spirit will flow through us. And because of that joy that we have in the Holy Spirit, we can reach out to others around us. And then I was thinking about another old song, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. You know, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. That's a greater joy than even joy to the world. He's come because the day that we're going to meet him face to face in heaven will be a great day of joys, of joy and rejoice. So I thank you for that. And We'll just close in prayer at this time before we go on any further. But at the end, when we get through with Autumn sharing, uh, if you want to come up and take your joy, and if you are the one that has a heart on the back, then you're welcome to take the rice pack, and you just warm it in the microwave, and you can use it for pains and stuff. But uh, I just thought, you know, so many times we have a chance to share, and a lot of times we don't. But if you Lord say, Lord, open up my eyes, to look out the world around me and help me share love and joy and peace, you know, gentleness, goodness, kindness, you know, long-suffering. Let me just share the Holy Spirit that's in me, share it out to the world. So let's just close in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I thank you that you bring joy, dear God, in the midst of trials and tests. You bring joy to us, but there's no greater joy that someday we're going to see you face to face when we walk through those pearly gates of heaven someday or when you take us up in the, in the rapture, when you take us up to meet you in the air. Great joy will be ours. And dear God, we ask that we'd reach out to the world around us that others would know that joy, that we would know the angels are singing in heaven with joy because of that one person that came to know you as their personal Savior. And we thank you for that. Dear God, I just ask that you would just, just minister to the, the rest of the um, ministers that bring forth the word. Dear God, that people would really see that the Holy Spirit is and is the comforter. He is our guide. He is the one that is with us, dear God, but he's the one that wants to bring all this fruit up in our lives that we would be showing it around to others and we would be doing your business we'd be reaching out to others so that they would know you as their personal Savior. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.